And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to FedEx. Today, we're going to break down the 42 Doug case. Let's get right into it, baby. Move over, Denzel. Okay, guys. I used to be a special agent on Lynch Investigations. It is. This is the arrest paperwork, okay? So here is the booking. Uh, cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. Those are like two crimes that I'm... Very good agent, very strong agent. I did a lot of big cases. I've done Title Three intercepts, which is basically listening to phones. I've written hundreds of affidavits to arrest people. I've done, uh, I've been a grand jury and testified a million times. I've done big cases. Uh, I've done. What's up, guys? Welcome. We are here. Third show of the night, man. As you guys know, we did Terrence Pop earlier. Okay, that was a great show. We talked about navigating divorce and preventing, you know, self-deletion, if you guys know what I'm saying. Uh, then we did a show with Minister Jap, which that one is probably going to go viral. <laughs> we talked about, uh, you know, 304s and a bunch of other great stuff, entertainment, you know, jokes, all that other stuff. So it was a good show. Hope you guys enjoyed that one as well. And now we are on to Fed It with uh, 42 Doug. We're going to break down 42 Doug's case, guys. You guys know he was arrested earlier this month. For basically not showing up to uh, to prison. He was supposed to self-surrender, and he didn't. Uh, and we're going to break down that case in a little bit more detail. But uh, quick announcement. So, guys, Money Monday was today. We basically did it with the Terrence Pop Show. So we're not going to have Fresh and Fit tomorrow. We're going to have Fresh and Fit after hours tomorrow night. And that's probably going to be somewhere around 8 or 9 p.m. start time. Uh, but as far as, like, the Money Monday episode, it was done earlier today with uh, Terrence Pop. It was a great show. You guys should definitely check it out. We gave a bunch of tips on how to navigate divorce properly, how to keep yourself from hurting yourself. And um, Terrence gave a bunch of, like, you know, uh, really good gems in there. So go check that out. Timestamps are up. And then the Minister Jeff episode is up right now as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put timestamps in that very soon as well. Shout out to the guys in the chat that are helping out with that. But, uh yeah, man. Today we're gonna break down forty-two. Doug, I got Christina in the house helping me out. You want to say anything to people real fast? Just hi. The you, nothing. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. She's shy, guys. Um, all right, cool. So uh, we'll get right into it, guys. So number one, who is forty-two? Doug, I will share this with you guys right now. Forty-two, Doug, guys, is a very popular rapper here in the United States. For some of you guys that may not know who he is, here he is. Um. Don Marquise Hayes, born November 25th, 1995, uh, known professionally as 42 Doug. Uh, and we got the chat. Okay, we got it up. All right, cool, cool, cool. Just making sure. Um, known professionally as a 42 Doug is an American rapper, singer, and songwriter. He is joint, uh, jointly signed to Lil Baby and Yo Gotti's respective labels, Four Pockets Full, 4PF, and collective music group CMG. In conjunction with Interscope Records, he is known for his collaborations with American rapper Lil Baby, including Grace and We Paid. And if you guys are wondering... This is We Paid right here. This is a very uh, one of his biggest songs right here. Let me make sure. See, this is him and Lil Baby. I think they shot this in Atlanta, right? And uh, this is the music video. Okay. Won't play too much before they hit me with the copyright. Um, and then the latter becoming his first top 10 on Billboard Hot 100. We Paid, okay? Um, his second mixtape, Young, and Turn 2, garnered acclaim and marketed his full Marked his debut on the Billboard 200 chart. His fourth mixtape, Freedom Boys, was released in 2021, peaking at number eight on Billboard 200. Okay, um, and let's see here, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about his legal issues, so we don't need to talk about that. And then the, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite joints is the one he had here with Future uh, <laughs> Maybach, uh, where he said, uh, "Tell Steve Harvey, I don't want her." <laughs> so um, yeah, this is him in Future. Okay, so anyway, uh, so let's go ahead. 
and get into some of the um, the more legal stuff here. So uh, prosecutors say this was posted on May 6, 2022, Yahoo Money. Prosecutors say 42 Doug claimed he was a sovereign citizen immune to federal laws. Wait, what the fuck? What? <laughs> okay. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, it goes here. We now have more details on the extensive manhunt for 42 Doug. The 27-year-old rapper legal name Deion Hayes was arrested on Wednesday after he failed to surrender to a federal prison camp where he was expected to serve a six-month sentence on gun-related charges. Doug was reportedly apprehended at Detroit Airport after he exited a private plane that had come from Memphis. And real quick, let me look at some of these chats real fast, guys. Oh, hold on. Let me stop sharing screen. My bad, guys. Um, we got five. We got, uh, let's see here. And thank you guys so much for the donations. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You know, working really hard for you guys, bringing you all the heat as best we can. Um, okay, we got here average Florida man. What do you consider a cheap property price wise? Uh, it depends on where you're buying, my friend. Okay, what's cheap in one area might be trashed in another area. Um, Christina, are you monitoring the chat? Yeah, I'm just putting in slow mode. Okay. Um, and then we got Roberto Moreno Myron teaching us how to not get caught facts. Um, and yeah, it, it, 42 Doug, he's kind of, fu- he kind of fucked up here and you guys are going to see what happens when you use drugs. Uh, it's 42 Doug, not 42. Okay. Whatever. 42 Doug, it don't matter. We're just going to, we're just going to refer to him as Doug from this point forward. Um, okay. Appreciate that guys. All the donations. So we'll get back into it. So, um, let's see here. Share. Bam. Guys, let me know. Make sure everything is uh, Gucci here. Oh, wrong one. Wrong screen. Let me close this one. I don't need this. Okay. Uh, Prosecutors say they had been searching for Doug since April when he was scheduled to turn himself in at a West Virginia facility. They shared details of an investigation during a Thursday court hearing where they explained why they believe Doug was a flight risk. According to Detroit News, the prosecutors confirmed the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives had secured a warrant that allowed them to track the location of the rapper's cell phone. The agents were eventually led to a Detroit airport and found the wanted rapper at around 4.45 a.m. on Wednesday. Now, you guys may be wondering who the hell is the ATF. Well, let's go ahead and do a quick little Google search, right? ATF, right? Bam. Here they are. Okay. Uh, The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, uh, also referred to as BATFE, is domestic law enforcement agency within the United States Department of Justice. And this is them. This is their main website, guys. They're the main agency, guys, that does firearms, okay? Um. When it comes to regulating the firearms, um, you know, and uh, regulating the firearms, the sale, the movement of them, etc., the ATF is the primary agency that does that. They're a law enforcement in the United States Department of Justice that protects our communities from violent criminals, criminal organizations, the illegal use of and trafficking of firearms, the illegal use and storage of explosive acts of arson and bombings, acts of terrorism, and the illegal diversion of alcohol and tobacco products. So they also regulate alcohol and tobacco federally, okay, guys? States also have regulation, but ATF is the main federal agency that does it. We partner with communities, industries, law enforcement, and public safety agencies to safeguard the public we serve through information sharing, training, research, and use of technology. And just so you guys know, most of their cases comes from firearms. I'll tell you guys this because I used to work with ATF just like this when I was an agent myself, and they are heavily involved in firearms that's their main bread and butter right they charge the felony possession charge which you're going to see here doug getting hit with um do they do explosive cases yes to a degree but anytime terrorism is involved guys fbi takes lead on that you guys know that from watching this this um 
this YouTube channel and this podcast that, you know, anytime there's an explosive that's going to go off or whatever, yes, ATF will be involved, but the lead is almost always going to be the FBI because it's going to be tied to some kind of terrorism. And then obviously tobacco and firearms, uh, sorry, alcohol and tobacco. Yes, it gets regulated by ATF, but do they do it as much? Not as much. I mean, uh, all the ATF cases I've ever worked on, very rarely do they actually deal with alcohol and tobacco. That might be like maybe 5% of their overall caseload. Most of their cases, guys, comes from firearms. Anyway, let's keep going on the article. Um, uh, according, uh, okay. So yeah, they got him at 445, 4:45 AM Wednesday. Okay. And so ATF was watching when he was arrested. He had $25,000 in cash and more than a hundred thousand dollars in jewelry. Assistant U S attorney, Barbara Lanning said during the hearing, prosecutor said the private aircraft didn't have an assigned flight number and Doug's government name wasn't listed on the flight passenger, the flight's passenger and manifest. Oh, okay. You know what that means? He claimed more than 11 million worth of assets. He has access to a private plane with a pilot willing to fly an unnumbered flight where Mr. Hayes is not included on the flight's manifest. And then he continued, that's not an accident. That's not, <laughs> that's not an happenstance. Okay. So they're basically trying to allege here that he's a flight risk and that, you know, he has access to a private plane. He has a lot of money. He can, fl- he can run away, whatever it may be. He has a, a, a pilot that is willing to not put him on the manifest. These are all facts that they're trying to establish that he's a flight risk. Doug's six-month sentence stemmed from a 2009 incident in which he allegedly fired a weapon at an Atlanta gun range. Don't worry, guys. We got all that for you. Authorities claim surveillance footage at the facility shows Doug and two others at the range. On November 8th, the rapper was reportedly filmed loading and shooting a 9mm Glock, which he was prohibited from doing due to a prior felony conviction. Doug was ultimately sentenced to three years of probation for the gun range incident and was ordered to pay $90,000 fine. Don't worry, guys. We got all these court documents for you guys. I'm going to show you guys here in a second. However, he allegedly violated the terms of his probation by repeatedly testing positive for drugs and getting arrested in Las Vegas. A judge subsequently sentenced Doug to six months in federal prison camp. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Anyway, the rapper's lawyer, Steve Sharg, told the Detroit News that his client didn't surrender because he appeared to, uh, he appealed the sentencing and mistakenly believed he didn't have to turn himself in while the case was pending, which potentially was... <laughs> The, the uh, people were, you know, the rumor was he was a sovereign citizen, which is hilarious. But prosecutors say that in late April, the rapper filed a court document in which he claimed to be a sovereign citizen who was immune to federal laws. <laughs> However, Doug's court appointed lawyer, Casey Swanson, told the judge Thursday that Doug did not file that said letter. Mr. Hayes did not flee. She said he did not intentionally avoid a sentence in this case. Mm, OK, we'll see about that one right there. Um Swanson pointed out that Doug has been quite active on social media and has several had made several public appearances over the past weeks. ATF agents claimed they conducted surveillance at seven locations, but never once saw Doug. It wasn't until April 28th when the court gave them permission to track the rapper's phone. However, they said they didn't receive any results until earlier this week. Doug remains in custody as he awaits to face charges for failing to surrender. So we'll see here, guys, some of these court documents right now. So. Uh, let me see here if I missed anything as far as um, chats. What's up? Go ahead. This one is not letting me um, show the chats. It's not letting you? Yeah. It's because you're not on the right system. Um, Wait, which one is it? Open up StreamYard at the top on the top uh, thing. Okay, okay. Oh, no, where, oh, this or you could put, open it on the bottom one. Yeah, yeah. No, I see it now. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, so guys, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and pull up for you guys what originally got your boy in trouble. Okay. So... This all stemmed, guys, from 2019, okay? And what happened was he basically went to a gun range, okay? So let's go ahead 
and pull up the court document real fast for y'all. Okay. So on or about November 8, 2019 in the Northern District of Georgia. This is the indictment, by the way, guys. And you guys are probably wondering, well, Meyer, what the fuck is an indictment? Okay. Well, we'll break this down for y'all real fast. An indictment, guys, is a formal charge from the government, whether it's the federal government, the state, whatever it may be, this is a formal charge. Basically, what they were able to do was establish probable cause and get you indicted by a grand jury. What is a grand jury? A grand jury is a uh, panel of people, okay, typically um, citizens that live in a certain area, okay, and they go ahead and they take, they hear the facts of the case from a prosecutor and from an agent, uh, especially federally, and the, the federal agent goes in, and I've testified in grand jury before, so I know exactly how the process works. Basically, it works like this. Uh, you're the agent, right? You have your case, you build your case up, etc. You go to your prosecutor, um, you guys figure out a date where you know you're gonna go ahead and go to grand jury and indict the case once you have enough evidence. The agent comes in, they swear him in, you swear everything that you say is gonna be true and correct to the best of your knowledge. So help you got under the penalty of perjury, blah blah blah. Yes, boom, you sit down, agent, and then they start asking you questions. The prosecutor is typically your prosecutor is gonna be in there with you and he's gonna ask you questions. Okay, is it true on this day that this and this happened? Bam, and then you will go through the facts of the case, basic facts of the case. Okay, as you guys already know from watching me, you only give the facts needed for pro for probable cause. You don't need to give any more, okay? Once you establish that probable cause, you walk out the room, prosecutor goes and convenes with the grand jury and they deliberate, okay? Uh, they deliberate for a little bit, and then nine out of ten times, if your case is solid and you're not an idiot, you're going to get something called a true bill. A true bill, guys, is when the grand jury votes and they say, okay, we're going to indict it. So they indict it, bam, uh, and then the indictment is sealed, okay? Then a, an arrest warrant is generated, all right, which is something similar to this. Okay, that's an arrest warrant, right? So once they uh, once they have that arrest warrant, uh, the you can go ahead and take that arrest warrant yourself as the agent, or you can delegate it to the U.S. Marshal Service, and they go and they find him and they bring him, arrest him, and then bring him to court, and then bam, now the legal proceedings begin. Okay, so he was indicted March tenth, twenty twenty, for this. All right, so this happened November eighth, and they indicted him four or five months later. Okay, and guys, do me a quick favor, like the video, cause ain't nobody gonna give you guys this kind of sauce because I was the one that was actually in these grand jury rooms and testifying and everything else like that. There's no one on YouTube that has my experience, you know. And I'm not saying this to be cocky or whatever, um, but when it comes to this stuff, right? Cause I used to be a fed myself. No one on YouTube can give you guys this kind of insight that I'm giving you guys on this YouTube channel. So please like the video, subscribe to the channel. You don't have to donate a dollar. All I ask is you subscribe to the channel. Help us hit 100k. Anyway. Let's continue on. So on November, on or about November 8, 2019, in North District of Georgia, the defendant, Dion Marquise Hayes, knowing that he had been previously convicted of at least one of the following offenses, that is carjacking in the state of Michigan, Third Judicial uh, Circuit, Wayne County, Michigan, in or about 2011, and felony firearms possession in the state of Michigan, Third Judicial Circuit, Wayne County, Michigan, in or about 2011, end of which was a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year, did knowingly possess a farm that is a Glock 19, uh, nine millimeter pistol, said possession being in and affecting interstate and foreign commerce, all in violation of Title 18, United States Code, Section 922. Uh, Christina, can you go get my gun, please? It's in the, uh, uh, the Glock 19, the midsize one. Uh, and I'll show you guys exactly what a Glock 19 looks like. Um, so anyway... So you guys are probably wondering, well, hold on, Myron. He can't have a gun? Yes, guys, he cannot have a gun. It is a felony, a federal felony. Uh, nope, the other one. It's a, it, yeah, in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I keep a gun in the bathroom, guys. Uh, <laughs> you got to be ready. You know, they can't catch you lacking anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So um, 
Uh, so when you're a felon, guys, okay, if you have a, a, a crime, right, if you're convicted of, of a felony, a crime punishable of a year or more, uh, which is a felony in the United States, you cannot possess a firearm. A lot of states have a, uh, a felon in possession statute. However, there is a federal felon, felon in possession statute, okay? And um, there is a federal felon in possession statute, and that is 18 U.S.C. 922G. Okay, uh, you cannot have a fire. Uh, uh, um, uh, and right here, see, you know, a Title 18, United States Code, Section 922G1. Okay, because there's nine types of people that are prohibited from having firearms. One of them is a felon. Okay, there's nine other things that make you um, unable to possess a firearm in the United States. Uh, you know, I can name a, a couple of them off the top of my head: dishonorable discharge, mentally insane, drug user. Um, uh, let's see here, renouncing your U.S. citizenship. Um, let's see here. Uh, um, uh, uh, God damn it. It's a misdemeanor. Uh, it's, it's a misdemeanor crime, but having a conviction of a misdemeanor crime of violence, that makes you a prohibited person from having a firearm. So there's a couple things that make you basically, um, unable to possess a firearm in the United States. Now the federal statute guys for is basically 18 USC 922 G and title 18 guys is the criminal code in the United States code. Okay. USC United States code title 18 title 18 has a bunch of the criminal uh, stuff. When we break down the Rico cases, you guys can see, you know, it's title 18 followed by the actual uh, statute in the books. So what they're doing here in the indictment is they're listing that he was convicted of two different felonies here. Okay. In Michigan, which makes him okay. A prohibited person. Okay, and once he's a prohibited person, he cannot have a firearm. Now, you guys are wondering, well, what was the gun that he had? So they're listing out what he did wrong, what crimes he, he, he uh, is, was com um, convicted of. Then they're going to tell you what gun he did knowingly possess, which I happen to actually have right here. There's a Glock 19, guys. So as always, the gun is always going to be pointed in a safe direction. In this case, I'm going to point it at the floor, and I'm going to go ahead and make the gun safe, right? Magazine first, right? Ammo out. You're gonna make sure you're gonna make sure it's safe, right? Just like this, as you guys can see, right? Pull the slide back, make sure, okay? And then what I always do, they taught us this in the academy. You go ahead, you put your finger in there, look away, put your finger in there again, bang, magazine is gone. All right, now the gun is officially safe. All right, this is the gun. This is a Glock 19, guys. This is what uh, your boy Doug was using in the range. And now I have a little light on it. It's a Surefire, okay? It's a Surefire light, but um, in general, this is the gun. All right. Glock 19. All right. This is the midsize. I also have a Glock 17 and a Glock 26. All right. <clears throat> Look at this. What happened? What are they saying in the chat? I'm all right on the toilet with Listerine and Glock. Yo, I'm always ready, baby. <laughs> I'm always ready. So, uh, oh, oh, you know what? Let me. Let me put the, they want to see the gun. They want to see the gun uh, in, uh, up close and stuff. So let me uh, go ahead and stop sharing real fast. So this is a Glock 19 right here, guys. Okay. Like I always said, guns always got to be pointed in a safe direction. Never pointed at someone. Okay. Christina's on the other side of me over here. So I have it over here. Okay. And uh, this is the gun right here. Pull the slide back. Obviously, as you guys can see, Wait. it's not loaded. Right. Mike's kind of blocking it. Yeah, yeah, and it's tough. I'm trying to do it so they can actually hear me at the same time. Um, so yeah, this is the Glock right here, guys. And then I have a Surefire light on it, okay? And um, yeah, this is this is the gun right here. Good gun. I really like this. This is what I carried actually when I was on the job for a long period of time, especially when I was in Texas. This is my everyday carry EDC. 
Um, but yeah, man, this is a good gun, man. It's it's a fantastic farm. This is what they caught your boy, forty two Doug, um, shooting. <laughs> All right, this is a nine millimeter. All right, so let me go ahead and um, go back to the indictment for y'all. So he got in trouble first, guys, for um for getting in trouble, basically for having the gun and being a convicted felon, right? And then, bam, forfeiture provision upon conviction of the offense alleged in this indictment, the defendant, Dion Marquise Hayes, shall forfeit to United States pursuant to Title 18 United States Code 924D and Title 28 United States Code Section 2461, all firearms and ammunition involved in and used in the commission of the offense, okay? And then pretty much, bam, the four. this is your true bill right here. This is the four-person. Damn, they actually showed that nigga's name? Okay, let me just hide that real fast. Uh, and then um, and then you got United States Attorney Ryan uh, Ryan K. Uh, Butchin, uh, Butchnan, or Butchnan, uh, and then here, bam, right? So uh, this is it right here, guys. This is the this is the indictment. As you guys can see, nice and simple, you know, found in possession, simple. Now, you guys are probably wondering, well, where, where the hell did this actually happen? Well, it happened at the gun range. Here's your boy, 42 Doug, right here on the left. Okay. Yes, guy. How tall is he again, Christina? Tell the people real fast, because you, you took, pulled up yeah, his stats. He's 502, and he weighs like 110 pounds. He's 5'2", and weighs 110 pounds? Yeah. God damn. That's like not even a good like weight for that for a man. Well, well, I mean, hundred. I mean, these bitches are bigger than him. Some of these girls need to hit the gym. God damn it! But for like a man, yeah, that's like really skinny. Yeah, it is pretty small. But either way, this is him. As you guys can see, it looks kind of like a child at the (laughs) the thing. But uh, yeah, he's five foot two. I thought it was a child. Um, so this is him at the shooting range, and you guys are probably wondering, well, where would the shooting range at, Myron? This is the shooting range right here. I got y'all right now. Uh, where where is it? Um, the Stoddard Gun Range in Douglasville, Atlanta. Douglasville, Georgia. This is it right here, guys. Y'all can see it, right? This is it right here. This is it. Now, here's the thing about these gun ranges, guys. They tell you... Can you even read this? Okay. Bam. Stoddard supports your right to carry a firearm. However, we must insist, except while you are on the firing range, in the shooting range, that you carry a weapon remain... uh, holstered at all times and that all other farms be unloaded with the action open okay and then also a lot of these these uh gun ranges they'll put in there if you're a convicted felon you can't come in, you you shouldn't be here they warn you a lot of the times which i'm i don't know why he would go to the gun range as a felon and i'll tell you guys this quick little story time for y'all when i was an agent myself i had a a, a guy that i was looking at that i knew was selling dope and i found out that he went to a gun range with my partner who worked for atf at the time uh, that he went to Vegas to go shoot guns. You know what we did? We went. We got that fucking footage. And we fucking came back and we indicted his ass, bro. And then we fucking came up, showed up at his crib a couple months later. You know, next thing you know. FBI, open up! And then uh, we we ended up, uh, you know, flipping him and he started cooperating with us and everything else like that. This is what will happen a lot of times. So for all you guys out there that are convicted of a felony or you're a prohibited person, whether you're a drug user, you're um, ins- designated as mentally insane or whatever it is, bro. Do not go to a gun range and get caught on fucking camera shooting guns. Because then you're going to look like this. Bam. They got the evidence against you. What you going to do? It, well, oh, uh, your honor, uh, that wasn't me. There he is holding the Glock 19 right here. Right? Okay. He's holding the incorrect, by the way. But here he is holding the Glock 19 in the range. He got his, you know, <laughs> headphones, uh, the, you know, ear protection, glasses, all that other stuff. With the bag right here, probably has some more stuff there. Bro, this is an L all around, my friends. You cannot be at a gun range as a convicted felon. 
right? You cannot be in possession of a firearm as a felon. You've lost that right, man, once you be, get convicted of a felony in the United States, right? So, uh, yeah, and this is the gun range right here. So I think they sent footage. Uh, they, they snitched on your boy, 42 Doug, okay? So um, definitely uh, I wouldn't go back there. But how is he able to even, like, use a gun at the range? Because they check everything. They do a background so, check. No, just to go shoot. To, yeah. Just to go shoot, they don't do a background check. Really? Because I... a lot of the time they don't. If you come in with your own guns, they won't do a background check. You just and if you come in with your own guns and your own ammunition, ammunition, some so, some of them don't do it. Really? Because like when I went to go shooting back home, like they took my license, they did everything, and then yeah, probably did you buy a gun or did you just go to go shoot? No, me and my cousins, we had our own guns. And they did a background check. Yeah. Okay. Some some gun ranges do, some gun ranges don't. This is Georgia, bro. No go fuck. In Massachusetts, check. they're not going to care. I mean, sorry, in Massachusetts, they're definitely going to care. Yeah. Uh. But anyway, that's that's what it be. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, man, this is him right here uh, at the gun range, like we like we discussed. Uh, any chats here that I missed? Um, Thank you guys so much for donations, by the way. I really appreciate it. Right now. Um, especially on this channel, guys. Like I said, this channel is more about educating and giving you guys, uh, you know, some some heat that no one else can really give you on on YouTube. Because I see people break down these criminal cases, but they break it down from another. Pers they don't break it down from the you know from the agent's perspective. I'm giving you guys how an agent thinks. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did this to try to get some information on. Because yeah, let's let's keep it a thousand. I don't know if y'all know, but four PF they they consider them a gang. Okay, uh, it's already been out there. It's been put out there that GBA GBI. Okay, AKA the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, who is basically the state's primary investigative agency. Um, they're looking at 4PF as a gang, as an organized gang. The list came out. I forget who put it out there, but someone put it out. I think it was, might have been, I think it was Adam22 from No Jumper. Shout out to him. That um, GBI, their list was leaked of everyone they were looking at. And that was, uh, 4PF was on that list uh, of people that they were looking at. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't pick 42 Doug up with the ulterior motive of trying to get him to flip or cooperate with the government, which, you know, I'm not trying to get on some speculative stuff, you know, as far as like Illuminati. But what I will say is that um, his the time amount of time that he got is a little, uh, you will, <laughs> I'll let you guys come to that conclusion yourselves. So anyway, we, we read the indictment. Uh, there's another one. Go ahead, read it out loud for, for the people. Wait, don't. Did you read the, this channel is growing like crazy? The what? This channel is growing like crazy. Like oh, uh, no, I didn't see that. Um, who, who said that? From Robert. Shout out to you, Robert. Thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate that. That's it for now. Okay. Uh, okay, so we read the indictment now. So we went over... Uh, him getting caught at the gun range of Stoddard's, right? And then snitching them out or whatever, which is kind of fucked up from them. You would think like, what the hell? So this is the arrest warrant, guys, that they went and picked him up on. So he was indicted on March uh, 10th, 2020. They went and picked him up about eight days later because you can see that it was executed. Uh, they filed it on March 18th, 2020. So about eight days later, they went and got him. Um, they got him in Detroit, Michigan. Um, they indicted him out of, the, out of uh, Georgia, Northern District of uh, Georgia, Atlanta Division. And then he ended up getting arrested in Detroit. And this was on, uh, oh, no, they got him on the 9th, actually. They filed it on the 18th, okay? So just so you guys know, when you get the arrest warrant, you go ahead, you get it, you go arrest your guy. After you arrest him, you got to bring a return. The return is the bottom here, so the court can file it. So they got him on the 9th. They got it. The arrest warrant was issued on the 10th. They actually got it on the 11th. And then they went and picked him up on the, on the wait, what the fuck? Did they have him arrested before it was received? Mm, he had a lot of charges. He might have been in jail already. Okay. 
Okay. Or they might have put the wrong date. Whatever. Either way, this is the, uh, this is the arresting officer. Um, as you can see, SDUSM. This is the uh, US, United States Marshal Service. Okay. I could tell from the acronyms that he's using. Um, so, yeah, they might, they might have the wrong date here. The pe people always fuck up this return, by the way. Just so you guys know, a lot of agents are retarded and they don't understand that, like, they might have flipped the dates, right? So they might have gotten it on the 11th. And then they arrested him on, uh, they might have gotten on the ninth, excuse me, and then arrested him on the 11th. So people always fuck this shit up. Um, signature of issuing officer. Yeah, because, yeah, because it was issued on the 11th. Here's, here's the, here's the, this is the, the issuing officer, guys. This is the judge right here. Or no, this is a clerk in this case. Yeah, James N. Hatton is a clerk. Yep. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because the indictment was on the 10th. So then it was issued on the 11th, the next day. Let me check the site. So. Okay, cool. So this is it right here, guys. You can see uh, 18 U.S.C. 922G, unlawful possession of a firearm. Bam. You are hereby commanded to arrest Dion Marquise Hayes and bring him to uh, bring him or her forthwith to the nearest magistrate answer. So in this case, this is federal, guys, so they can get him wherever. It was issued out of the Northern District of Georgia, but they picked him up in Detroit. This is the power of the feds, baby. Okay. So now let's go ahead and look at his court case. So if you guys, um, what I'll do here is I'll actually bring this up. This is his criminal docket here. Okay, guys. All right. Uh, hold on one second. All right, bam. So here it is, right? USA versus Hayes. Um, <clears throat> unlawful transport. I don't know why they put unlawful transport of firearms. It's unlaw unlawful possession of a firearm. Uh, and then he actually got, so he got sentenced guys. Okay. To three years, special assessment and a fine of $90,000. Okay. So he actually pled guilty to this charge guys. He pled guilty on, let's see here, control F plea. And this is on Pacer guys. So, um, so this is his arraignment. Okay. So he pled not guilty at first. They always do that. Right. And then change of plea hearing set for eight, nine, 2021. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so he pled guilty on 8-9, it looks like. Okay? Yep. So here it is, guilty plea and plea agreement. Let's pull this bad boy up right here. Okay, we can view the document. All right, guilty plea and plea agreement. All right, admission of guilt, acknowledgement and waiver of rights, okay? This is basically a very standard boilerplate um, agreement, okay? So he pleads guilty, and then after he pleads guilty, guys, he gets hit with the judgment. All right. Now, does this necessarily mean that he snitched or anything like that? No, this is a very, very boilerplate uh, plea agreement. All right. So, yeah, sentencing recommendations, etc. See, so he wasn't guys. So let me make this extremely clear. OK, just so you guys know what, what's going on here. He got no jail time on this. OK, he got no jail time. He went to the shooting range, fucked up, had a gun in his possession when he was a felon. Not supposed to. He only got three years of probation. OK, this is the danger of using drugs and being an idiot sometimes. All right. So he pleads guilty. Right. Here's his plea agreement, etc. Right. And he pled guilty on August 9, 2021. This is him. This is a signature right here. This is the, his uh, his lawyer. OK, here's the U.S. attorney and then um, signature approving official Matthew S. Carrico. This is this. This is the assistant United States attorney. This is probably the U.S. attorney right here. All right. Um, and then, bam, here he is signing again, signing again. Cool. All right. So they come to a plea agreement and they probably looked it over. All right. You're probably not going to do much time. Just plead guilty. Bam. He pleads guilty. Right. So 
you know, might as well. Uh, so let me move this back. Right. So he pleads guilty right now. Let's look at the judgment real quick here. Uh, hold on. It's right here. I want you guys to look at a judgment. So we're going to go back. Okay. So where is the judgment? The judgment guys is right here. And this is on Pacer, by the way, this is how you guys, this is guys, how do you guys um, find a case here? So we're going to go judgment. If I can learn how to spell that is. The fuck? Judge. God damn it. Or you know what? We'll just put sentencing. Different districts call it different things. All right. So, bam. And I'm going to show you guys how much he fucked up here. Um, sentencing memorandum. Nope, that's not what we want. We want the sentencing hearing. Okay, judgment and commitment. Bam. Here we go. Right? So, we're going to pull this bad boy, bad boy up. Okay, so unlawful transport of firearms, that's what they're getting them with on a 922G1, okay, or felon in possession of firearms, same shit, okay, he got probation, okay, three years, all right, three years probation, guess what he does, he fucks up, and he doesn't, uh, while he's on supervised release, so after you get, guys, after you, um, when you get sentenced, right, and you're on probation or whatever, after you do your jail time, you get something called supervised release, right? So he's on probation right now. And what does he do? He ends up failing a bunch of piss tests, okay? They find a bunch of drugs in his system, all right? So then on February 3rd, 2022, the judge says, fuck this shit. I've had it, you fucking stupid. We, get, we let you out. You're out here making millions of dollars. You're still using drugs. You're not reporting to your probation officer. You're, you're failing piss tests all over the place. So what does he do? Order revoking supervised release, judgment and commitment. He goes, this matter is before the court of the United, on the United States probation officer's amended violation report and petition for warrant for offender under supervision. During a revocation held on February 1st, 2022, defendant admitted to the violations of his legend of petition. The court finds defendant did violate his conditions of supervised release. The court hereby orders defendant's supervised release to be revoked. Defendant sentenced to serve six months in custody of the Bureau of Prisons within with two years of supervised release to follow. The court recommends designation to a facility nearest to the defendant's family in Detroit, Michigan. Upon release from custody, defendant is ordered to adhere to all original terms and conditions of supervised release as imposed in the judgment and commitment entered on November 8, 2021, along with the additional special condition of supervised release. And November 8, 2021, guys, is when he was um, indicted uh, a year later. Okay? Or no, I think that's when he was, uh, yeah, that's when he was no, that's when he was in the gun gun range. Uh, successful complete, successfully complete a ninety day inpatient substance abuse program and follow all the rules of the program. The clerk of court is directed to serve an an electronic copy of this order upon defendant, defense counsel, the probation officer, United States attorney, and the United States Marshal Service. This dirt day, February third, twenty twenty two, William M. Ray, United States District Judge. So he basically revoked his supervised release guys because he was out here doing drugs and they found drugs in the system all right marijuana oxycodone uh what else did they find in the system they found a couple of things let me see if i can uh pull it up for y'all real fast what they found in the system it was a bunch of shit man um here let's go ahead and we can actually look at what they found in his uh because this is what he got only three years and he fucked it up bro 
All he had to do was not do drugs. Listen, talk to his supervisor, uh, you know, his um, supervised release officer, his probation officer, and he would have been all right. Um, right here. So we'll go revoke. Right, because he was. And look, guys, you can see all this stuff in the case, right? This is all public information, man. All public information. Right. Uh, let's see here. The arrest warrant executed. Motion. See a bunch of motions here. As y'all can see, notice of appeal, pre-sentence investigation report. God damn it. Let me see here. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. You have some? Uh, great content as always. Much appreciated, Mahoy. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Christina. Read some of these chats. Okay, just go all the way down to it. Appreciate the support, guys, by the way. From Robert goes, lesson number 252 on how to not get caught do not go to the gun range if you're not prohibited from having that you gotta speak louder oh. so they can actually hear what you're saying stop Sorry. mumbling <laughs> no i'm not listening to the mic that's why my bad um lesson number 252 on how to not get caught do not go to the gun range if you are prohibited from having them well that makes a lot of sense i just don't know why people don't listen yeah you gotta can't do it guys you gotta oh don't be an idiot oh my god what else you're so quick to do this what i guess christina Gaines. i'm working overtime you're missing an H in my name, just saying. <laughs> I'm working overtime. I cannot. Go all the way down. From Robert again, Christina's heart. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, we have one more. Oh, my God. See, I had the document. Now I can't find it. God damn it. Whatever. Take my word for it, guys. He had a bunch of drugs in the system. He had marijuana, oxycodone. Uh, I think... Um, I don't know what else. I'm trying to think. Those are the two ones that I remember. Okay. And and some lean as well. Some some lean. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, so he doesn't show up, right, to, to, to jail, right? He doesn't show up. Are we caught up with chats? Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Matthew Penfield, Myron Full of Shit. Thanks, bro. Appreciate the support, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood why people watch watch uh, watch the stuff that they hate. It's giving you views, though. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate the support, my friend. <clears throat> so, okay, so he basically, um, so guys, so quick little summary. So, what happens? November eight, twenty nineteen. He goes to the gun range, ends up shooting a Glock nineteen, and then someone snitches on him. Right? They send the footage out, and ATF comes and they indict him. Right? Uh. He goes ahead, he goes to court, everything else like that. Pleads guilty, right? Later on that year, pleads guilty. And then uh, he gets three years of probation. What does he do? He fucks up. He gets in trouble in Las Vegas, okay? And then he also gets caught pissing hot, all right? And uh, with drugs. Then they go ahead and they tell him, all right, dude, we're revoking your supervised release. You have to go to jail now, which is this order right here from the judge, okay? William M. Ray, all right? Then... He goes to jail, or sorry, he's supposed to surrender to go to jail. Six months, they sent him to jail, which is in West Virginia. He's supposed to self-surrender. What does he do? He doesn't show up. So what ends up happening, guys? Well, now we got a bigger problem. Now the U.S. Marshals are on his ass, okay? So here's a criminal complaint here, guys, from the Eastern District of Michigan, Southern Division. All right, government's position for transfer a defendant to another district and supporting brief, right? So they ended up arresting him in Detroit, 
All right, and this is what they ended up filing, all right? On May 4th, the defendant was arrested in the Eastern District of Michigan in connection with a federal arrest warrant issued in the Northern District of Georgia based on a complaint, which I'm going to read this complaint to you guys here in a second. The defendant is charged in the District of 18 U.S.C., Section 3146, failure to surrender for service of sentence. So he's supposed to show up to the Bureau of Prisons, and he did not. So now they issued another charge on him for not showing up, all right? Rule 5 requires this court to determine whether the defendant is the person named in an arrest warrant, whether the defendant is entitled to a preliminary hearing, and whether the defendant should be detained. Wherefore, the government requests this court to conduct transfer proceedings in accordance with Rule 5 of the federal court. Guys, what they're talking about is something called an identity hearing, okay? Which, if you're arrested in another, another district, you're entitled to something called an identity hearing. Now, more than likely, says 42 Doug, or 42 Doug, whatever you guys want to pronounce it, is a celebrity and everyone knows who the hell he is. They're going to waive this identity hearing because everyone knows who the hell he is. But you do have the right to uh, make sure that you are the person that has been indicted and or charged or whatever crime it is in the other district into which you were actually charged. Because remember, guys, they got him in Detroit, which is a whole other district, whereas he's wanted in Georgia. Does that make sense? Even though it's federal, there's different district courts in different parts of the country. All right. Uh so anyway, now we're going to look at the criminal complaint that was filed in the Northern District of Georgia. Okay, this criminal complaint is what got him arrested in Michigan, which is what you guys are seeing here. All right, here it is. Dion Marquis Hayes, okay, to any United States uh, Marshal or any authorized United States officer, you're hereby commanded to arrest Dion Marquis Hayes and bring him forth with to the nearest magistrate judge to answer a complaint charging him with failure to surrender for service of sentence. So guys, he has another charge now. That is more than the six months he would have served in jail. Okay. Yes, I said that. One more time. This new charge that he got is probably going to carry more time than that six months he would have done in jail. Okay. In West Virginia. So, uh, so this was issued uh, April 28, 2022. All right. Because again, he didn't report to that prison. Uh, and he got ended up, here's the return of the arrest warrant. All right. Uh, on May 4, 2022, uh, Bailiff Khrushchev, Deputy United States U.S. Marshal, okay? Signature of arresting officer. So here's the criminal complaint here, guys. Northern District of Georgia, okay, filed in chambers. I, the undersigned complainant being duly sworn, state the following is true and correct to the best of my knowledge and belief on or about April 12, 2022. Defendant Dion Marquis Hayes failed to surrender for service of sentence pursuant to a court order issued in Northern District of Georgia in violation uh, Title 18, United States Code. This is the order that they're talking about, okay? I further state that I'm a deputy United States Marshal and that this complaint is based on the following facts. Please see attached affidavit, continue on the attached sheet and made part thereof. Yes. And then his name, uh, Matthew Keown is the, is the, is the Marshal. Based on a, uh, upon this complaint, this court finds that there is probable cause to believe that an offense has been uh, committed and that the defendant has committed it. Sworn to me by telephone pursuant to federal rule of criminal procedure 4.1, April 28, 2022, Atlanta, Georgia. This is the judge right here. Um, United States Magistrate Judge. Okay, and uh, this is the uh, this is the uh, judicial officer. Okay, this is this is the judge signing it. Okay, and this is the complaint right here. So, real quick, you guys are probably wondering, yeah, who the fuck are the U.S. Marshals? Or you guys might know a little bit about the U.S. Marshals. Let me break this down for you guys real quick. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're the oldest law enforcement agency um, in the United States. Uh, let's see here. Uh, bam. This is their website right here, guys. Okay. USMarshals.gov. And I'm going to just tell you guys this because ain't nobody else going to tell you. Uh, US Marshals, it, it sounds sexy on paper, guys, but 
they're some of the most miserable age 1811s <laughs> and 1811 guys is the job series code for criminal investigator. They're some of the most miserable, uh, them and secret service guys, two suckiest special agent jobs there are. Okay. And I know they call them deputy United States marshals, but they're all the same job series, which is 1811, which is why the name of the channel is called Fed 1811. If that don't make sense to you, but either way, this is them, their job guys, they have three primary duties. Okay. The primary duty. Number one is to locate fugitives. Number two, quorum security, right, in the federal courts, and then number three, witness protection, all right, those are the three main things, now, everyone thinks, oh my god, I'm going to be a marshal, I'm going to be able to chase out the fugitives, this is true, but that's just one component of what they do, most marshals, especially newer guys, they end up, you know, doing court duty, which is they basically got to wear a suit and walk around and move a bunch of prisoners around, okay, and witness protection, uh, oh, and then I also forgot to mention, they also deal with um, prisoner transport, so anytime you arrest someone or whatever else, and you book them, you bring them to the U.S. Marshals, the U.S. Marshals are like, kind of like the sheriff's deputies of the federal system, they're the ones that house them, transport them, feed them, etc., um, until they get their sentence, then they finally go over to the Bureau of Prisons, okay, does that make sense, guys, so while they're fighting their case, they're in U.S. Marshal custody, once they're done and they get sentenced, then they go over to the Bureau of Prisons and the Bureau of Prisons takes it from there once they're actually sentenced. But during the pr whole process of them being uh, arrested and everything else like that and going through their case, U.S. Marshal territory. All right. Um, and I think they're the, they're, the, they're the oldest government agency. Let me double check here. Let's see here. The U.S. Marshal Service is a federal law enforcement agency in the United States. The U.S. MS is a bureau within the U.S. Department of Justice. Operate under the direction of the Eternal Attorney General, for services as enforcement of the United States federal courts to ensure the effective operation of the judicial and integrity of the Constitution. It is the oldest. See, I'm, I'm too nice, man. I fuck it. What did I tell you, man? I don't miss. It is the oldest U.S. federal law enforcement agency created by the Judiciary Act of 1789 during the presidency of George Washington as the office of the United States Marshal, the USMS. Uh, is as it stands today was established in six and nineteen sixty nine to pro uh, provide guidance and assistance to U.S. marshals throughout the federal ju uh, judicial districts. The marshal service is primarily responsible for protection of judges and other judicial pre uh, personnel, the administration of fugitive operations, the management of criminal assets, the operation of the United States Federal Witness Protection Program, and the justice prisoner and alien transportation ju system the execution of federal arrest warrants and the protection of senior government officials through the office of protective operations. Yeah, this is rare though. This is almost never. All right. Throughout history, the marshals have also provided unique security and enforcement services, including protecting African-American students enrolling in the South during the civil rights movement, escort uh, security for the United States air force, LGM 30 Minutemen missile convoys, law enforcement for the United States, uh, Antarctic program and protection of the strategic national stockpile. So, but their main guys, their main focus, man, is fugitive, you know, catching fugitives, uh, operation of the witness protection program, um, and then managing um, prisoners in the judicial system and obviously getting a federal arrest warrant. So, so just so you guys know how this works as well, and ain't nobody going to be able to tell you all this except over here on FedEx. So like the fucking video. Um, so what you could do is, right, so when I used to... Uh, get arrest warrants for people, right? So I would write a criminal complaint. I'd file a criminal complaint and I'd get an arrest warrant. You have two options that you can do. You can either A, go ahead and delegate that warrant to the U.S. Marshals or B, you can go get them yourself. So me personally, almost, I almost never delegated my war my warrants over. I would just go get the guy myself. However, I did have a friend of mine that was a marshal when I was in Laredo, Texas. So with him, I would go do it because he was very good because the thing is, if you delegate your warrant to the marshals, most of the time you want to talk to your suspect, you want to interview him, you want to build some rapport, get him to flip, whatever it may be. So the marshal guy 
right, that I was friends with in Laredo, he would always like do it where he would do roundups, right? So he would do like, he'd have like 10 warrants, he'd execute all of them in the same day. But what he would do is, we will go get my guy first because he was my buddy, right? We'll go get my guy first and then he would help me, right? Go get the guy because you can use martial assets when you delegate the warrant to them and they have a bunch of fucking shit that they can do to find your guy because, you know, you don't have time to sit there and watch him for two weeks, see where he sleeps, go watch his girlfriends, all the other shit. So I would delegate the warrant to him. He'd go stake him for two weeks. He'd figure out where he is and then he'd hit me up. Hey, bro, uh, I want to go get the guy on this day. Are you free? Yes, I am. Cool. Come out. We're going to go get him. Etc. And I could just go by myself. I didn't have to worry about bringing other agents from my office or none of that shit. I just show up to the rally point. I'd be there. It'd be a bunch of marshals there, um, task force officers, etc. Um, and then we'd be sitting there, right? We'd strategize, etc. I'd only be there to go get my guy. And since it was my buddy, we'd go get my guy first. We'd go get him, bring him in, and he'd you know put him in the in the room for me, everything else like that. And then I'd go and do my interview and everything else like that. And I didn't have to worry about you know watching him for days, weeks, none of that shit. I would just go ahead and show up on the arrest day. He did all the work already. They staked him out. They figured out exactly where he was. They have a bunch of technology that they use as well that I'm not going to get into on this podcast as to how they find people, but they do the work for you. And if you know the marshal, they're going to take care of you. So in that case, um, I had a good relationship with that guy. Shout out to him. Uh, but in the, but um, you know, if you don't delegate the warrant, you got to do it yourself. All right. But if you do delegate it, you get to use the marshal's resources. But the problem is that sometimes they're not going to call you when they're going to go get your guy. So if it's someone that you want to interview, or you want to flip more than likely, unless your friends with a marshal that's going to do it, that's going to handle that case. You don't delegate it. All right. And that like the fucking video, by the way, man, ain't nobody going to give y'all intimate details like that. So anyway, let's continue on with the show. So we're going to read a criminal complaint now. Um, Let me hit, see if we got, do we got any chats here? Okay. From Kenny. I hope you smash him that said it. <laughs> I literally do not like <laughs> You fucking perverts. Anything else? No. Nothing came in yet. Okay, cool. Uh all right, and, and guys, don't worry. I'll do a QA and a at the end of the show for y'all. So if you guys got any questions or whatever, um, save them till the end. Super chat them in now, and then save them till the end. Christina's going to make a note of them, and we'll answer them at the end for you guys, okay? All right. Because this one's going to be a shorter breakdown. All right. Affidavit in support of a criminal complaint. I, Matthew Keon, depose and stay under the penalty of perjury. I'm an investigative officer, or law, uh, investigative or law enforcement officer under the United States uh, of the United States within the meaning of Title 18 U.S.C. 2510. Seven, that is an officer of the United States who is empowered to conduct investigations of and to make arrests for offenses enumerated in Title 18, 2516. And guys, this is a very important statute right here because this is what allow, gives you the power to make arrests as a federal law enforcement officer, okay? Um, 18 U.S.C., 2516. This is, when I did my wiretaps, guys, this is what I had to... Um, um, this is what I had to do to be able to um, listen to people's phones. Look. Authorization for interception of wire, oral, and electronic communications. So this is a big statute that you have, okay, as a federal law enforcement officer. And then also um, within the title of United States Code uh, 2510. So let's go ahead and look at that one real quick. Because I remember distinctly 2516, I had to write that in my affidavit when I did my wiretap case. Uh, 2510. Uh, oh, and then seven. My bad, guys. I'm going to pull it up for you all right now. Ain't no one else on YouTube going to give you guys this kind of sauce right here, man. <laughs> Seven. Okay, bam. Right here. Okay. 
And this is pretty much like any federal agent in the government. All right. Investigative or law officer means any officer of the United States uh, or of a state or political subdivision thereof who is empowered by law to conduct investigations of or to make arrests for offenses enumerated in this chapter and any attorney authorized by law to prosecute or participate in the prosecution of sets offenses. So, bam, this is a very important statute right here, guys. Pretty much every federal agency, federal law enforcement officer has this, whether you work for the FBI, DEA, uh, U.S. Marshal Service, Homeland Security Investigations like I did, um, NCIS, any of these agencies, you're going to have more than likely this title right here. And then also you're going to have other um, statutes that you're going to be able to enforce under whatever it may be that you have. So like uh, when I worked for Homeland Security Investigations, I also had something called Customs Authority, which also gave me arrest authority. But this one, uh, 25, um, 10, 7, uh, this right here, this this bad boy right here, guys, um, this one right here, this right here is where most federal officers get their power from, okay? And then this one right here is how you can listen, you get uh, the authority to look listen to phones and have electronic communication, all right? I'm employed as the Deputy United States Marshal with the United States Marshal Service, USMS, and have been so employed since 2015. Oh, this is a guy new. I'm currently assigned to the U.S. Marshal Service in the Northern District of Georgia. My duties and responsibilities include, but not limited to, fugitive apprehension, protecting federal judges, prisoner management, and servicing court documents. Throughout my seven-year career as a uh, U.S. Marshal, I have participated in and led numerous investigations relating to tracking and locating fugitives who violate federal and state law. I'm familiar with the methods and means individuals uh, and organizations will use to escape and avoid law enforcement within the United States. One of my statutory duties is to investigate violations of federal law, special, spe- uh, specifically Title 18 U.S.C. 1346 failure to appear. Okay? This affidavit is support is submitted in support of a criminal complaint and arrest warrant charging Dion Hayes with failing to appear uh, after being ordered to surrender himself at FCI Dole, McDowell Camp in Welch, West Virginia, in violation of Title 18, United States Code 3146. And let's pull up this little place real quick. I think this is a medium security prison, which wasn't even that bad, man. It was a fucking camp. Uh, it's called uh, FCI McDowell. Am here it is, guys. Let's pull this bad boy up. What the fuck? I had it right here. Okay. All right, so this is it, guys, right here. Bam. A medium security. Uh, yeah, bam. Look, level of operations. Uh, this facility, man. No, what the hell? All right, so it has uh, fifteen hundred total inmates, twenty-four inmates at the camp. Is it right here? What is this shit? Let me go back here. It's a medium security federal prison for male offenders in the southwest in southwestern uh, Virginia. It also has an adjacent satellite prison camp, which houses a minimum security male offenders. So he probably would have went to the camp because they had mentioned that in, in his plea agreement, right? Or in his court documents. So he would have been chilling, bro, for six months. You know, yeah, it sucks. He wouldn't have been able to torn, fuck bitches and drink lean. But still, he would have been chilling. And if he had not done drugs in the first place, he would never even been sent here. Okay? Anyway. So he didn't show up. Sources of information. The facts set forth in this affidavit are based on observations made by myself and other law enforcement officers participating in this investigation and information obtained from other agents and witnesses and may also also be based on A, my training experience, B, reports and business records, C, recorded conversations, D, communications with other individuals that have personal knowledge of the events and circumstances described herein. Since this affidavit is being submitted, uh, 
for the limited purpose of establishing probable causes, they can tell you guys all the time, the agents are always going to give you the minimum required to get probable cause. They're not going to tell you all the facts in the case. Okay. I've not included in this affidavit every detail of the investigation. Rather, I've set forth facts that I believe are sufficient to establish probable cause for the issuance of the requested arrest warrant. Unless specifically ind uh, indicated otherwise, any conversations and statements described in this affidavit are related in substance and in part only. What the fuck does that mean in English? I'm not telling you everything, guys. Everything that I tell you guys is going to be summarized to some degree. It's not going to be every part of the conversation. It's going to be in sum and substance, okay? I used to put that in my reports all the time. Failure to surrender for service of, of sentence. A failure to surrender for service of sentence pursuant to a court order is a violation of Title 18 United States Code 3146. Right here. This is the order right here, and he didn't show up, right? Probable cause. On or about March 10, 2020, a federal grand jury in the Northern District of Georgia returned an indictment charging Dion Marquise Hayes with possessing a firearm in the Northern District of Georgia after convictions for carjacking and felony firearms possession in the state of Michigan in 2011, a violation of Title 18 United States Code Section 922G1. This one right here, my friends, March 10, 2022, uh, March 10, 2020, right? Here's the grand jury indictment that we talked about, okay? On or about August 9, 2021, Hayes entered a guilty plea to the indictment, which I showed you guys that earlier as well. Uh, we show, we, I showed it to y'all. You guys know what I'm talking about. March 9th, right? To the indictment. On or about November 8, 2021, the court sentences Hayes to three years of probation and a fine of $90,000. Okay? On or about uh, December 10, 2021, the court issued a summons for Hayes to appear based on a position to show cause as to why probation should not be revoked due to multiple positive test results for use of controlled substance and an arrest in Nevada for obstruction of law enforcement and battery. So we told you guys he got in trouble in Las Vegas, uh, got arrested, and he, got, and he had a bunch of positive drug tests. So they took it easy on him. Normally, guys, I'll tell you all this right now. They'll revoke you simply for getting arrested, okay? And a lot of other times they'll revoke you just for pissing hot and anything. So the fact that they let him stay out, they did him a solid. All right, and he fucked up multiple times. On or about February 1st, 2022, the court revoked Hayes' probation and ordered Hayes to serve six months in the custody of the Bureau of Prisons to be followed by two years of supervised release. Bam, right here. February 1st, right? February 1st. On or about March 11, 2022, the United States Marshal for the Northern District of Georgia directed Hayes to report to FCI Dole Camp in Welch, West Virginia on April 12, 2022 to serve the sentence ordered by the court. On or about March 15, 2022, a United States senior probation officer confirmed with Hayes that Hayes received the instructions to report to FCI McDowell camp on April 12th. So they had to confirm, guys, that he actually got the information, okay? And then on April 12th, Hayes did not surrender to FCI McDowell camp to serve a sentence as directed. On April 27th, Hayes has not surrendered to FCI McDowell camp to serve a sentence as of April 27th. So he wrote this on April 27th. Conclusion, based on my knowledge, training, experience, and the facts set forth, set for in this affidavit, he means set forth in this affidavit. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I submit there exists probable cause to believe that Hayes has failed to surrender to serve a sentence in violation of 18 U.S.C. 3146. Simple, guys. It's a very simple uh, criminal complaint here. Bam. And uh, class two warrant information sheet. Here's all his information here. Okay, FBI number. Uh, FBI, and you guys are probably wondering what the fuck is FBI number. An FBI number, guys, is a number used uh, whenever you're arrested and they roll your fingerprints, it generates an FBI number. Okay. Uh, and this is alias 42 Doug, 42 Doug. And then he's five foot four, 130 pounds. Okay. So which one is it then? Is it five foot two or five foot four? Um, well, again. either way, he's a short guy. Um, and then this is agent contact information. And then this is the prosecutor on the case, Ryan K. Buchan. If you guys remember, 
This is him right here as well. Same AUSA on this case. Uh, motion to seal criminal complaints. So they sealed this thing because they didn't want anyone to know, obviously. Right. And then let's see here. And then, yeah, they, this is the seal order, which I used to do this myself as well. You don't, you know, when you file the criminal complaint, you don't want people to be able to find it. So you seal it until the person's actually arrested. Once you got them in custody, then you're good money. All right. So that right there, guys. And then let's go ahead and look at his case now. We're going to go back to Pacer. Give me one second. No, that's saying like he's. Well, is that they're saying five, what? Like five two. Five two. Yeah. Okay. So some people are putting it as that. Some people are not. It's all right. all over like online. Christina, can you read some of the chats here real fast? We have um yeah. Let me just scroll. Yeah, she's gonna pull them up for y'all. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that fucking heat right there, baby. Like the video, man. Because ain't nobody else breaking this stuff down for you guys on this level of detail. Um, go ahead, Christina. This is a question actually for you. Okay, what does it say? Um, from 561 Lifestyle. Mine, what's your favorite round? Your favorite semi-auto shotgun? Mine is the Origin 12 shot barrel. And give us the behind the scenes of the schedule change. Yeah, I really wish you would announce more shows. Oh, uh, I, I don't like shotguns, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I, when I when I was on a job, I had um, an M4. So I did not like shotguns at all. Um, I, I know how to shoot one and everything. Obviously, they train you to use one, but I, I didn't like the shotgun. It's a great gun, though, especially when you're like in close quarters and you're like at a house or something like that. It's a great gun to use to clear a house, but I, I don't like them. Uh, what else? Anything else? Um, no, not right now. Okay. Um, all right, so what we're going to do here, guys, I'm going to share a screen with y'all real quick. We're going to look at uh, 42 Doug's current case, all right, as it stands. So as you guys can see, I showed you guys the criminal complaint, right? It was an MJ case, right? So this was filed again. So so here's this gun case right here. Remember, guys, this is how you tell. CR means it was indicted. MJ means it wasn't indicted yet, okay? MJ means magistrate. CR means criminal. If it, Once it hit CR, that means it was indicted by a grand jury. So in this case, remember, the U.S. Marshal, all he did was file a criminal complaint, and it's an MJ case for now, right? Because the magistrate judge signed the, the, the criminal complaint. So here it is. Here's his new case now. We're going to go ahead. We're going to hit docket report, okay? And we're going to see where that case is right now as of today. So... Magistrate complaint. This is what we read just a second ago. Arrest warrant issued uh, by Judge Christopher C. Bly. Okay. Well, let's look at it real quick. This is the arrest warrant. Okay. Bam. Issued to arrest, which we saw. I think we saw a sign before. Um, okay. And then appearance bond entered as the Dion Marquis in an amount of 10000 So I think, uh, was he, is he out on bond right now? This is going to be crazy if they let him out on bond. Let's see. He might be out on bond. Let's see here. Okay. United States Eastern District of Michigan appearance bond defendant agreement. I, Dion Hayes, appear for court proceedings if convicted to surrender to serve a sentence that the court may impose or comply with all conditions set forth for the order uh, setting conditions of release. Um, so this is an unsecured bond of $10,000. Uh, bam. So he it looks like he got bond. Wait, so he's in a bond for 10000 That's so low. Didn't well, he like avoid going to jail for like six months? Uh yeah for yeah he was supposed to report and he didn't report. You give him a ten thousand. And they gave him a ten thousand dollar bond. Okay, wow. well. Okay. <laughs> they might have a uh, a bracelet on him too. Let's see, do they have that? Yeah, so I think he's out right now. Defendant signature. Here's the signature, and it looks like he got bond. For ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand, and he only had to. I mean, he probably put that up his own cash. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go, guys. Ten thousand, ten thousand bucks. Uh, 
he's um he's out right now. So that's the furthest that we're on this case. And don't don't keep in mind, guys, that he's gonna have to still do the six months, and then he has this new charge. And let's look at this charge, by the way. Let's look at it real fast because it's 18 USC 3146, right? So let's look this this bad boy up real fast. Let's see how much time what the maximum is on this charge. 18 USC 3146. Okay. Penalty for failure to appear. Okay. Punishment. The punishment for an offense. Uh, bam, bam, bam. Okay. Okay. An offense punishable by death. What? Oh, shit. Okay. The punishment for an offense of this section is if the person was released in connection with a charge of or while waiting sentence surrender for the service of sentence or appeal or territory after conviction for... An offense punishable by death, life, life imprisonment, an offense. Okay. Any felony. Okay. Fine under this chapter or imprisonment for not more than one year or both. Okay. A term of imprisonment imposed under this section shall be consecutive to the sentence of imprisonment for any other offense. So here's the big problem here. So whatever he gets sentenced for failure to appear, guys. It's going to run consecutive, not concurrently. So concurrently, let's say he gets convicted of the, he's got to go do a six months and then he gets charged another six months for, um, for this charge, right? For a failure to appear. Well, concurrently would mean he just does six months and he's good. Both sentences run at the same time, right? The, the punishment. But on this one, it's going to be consecutive, which means let's say he gets six months for the first charge, right? For getting his probation revoked. And then on top of that, he gets another six months for uh, the failure to appear. What's going to happen now is he's going to do a year because it's going to run a It's going to go consecutive, not concurrently. So he's got to face, he does one charge, bam. Now you got to serve another six months for the other charge. So whatever he gets here, guys, is going to run consecutive, which sucks. Okay. So he might end up doing more time for the failure to appear than the first charge the first time, which remember, if you guys remember, he got three years probation, then he fucked up, did drugs and got arrested in Las Vegas. Then they gave him six months for violating. And then he didn't show up to that. So now they're charged him with this, which is failure to uh, penalty for failure to appear. So he's going to do probably more time. He's going to probably be locked up guys for uh, a year or more easily for this shit. So this is what happens, man. Yeah, fucking stupidity here. So anyway, all right, cool. Any questions, guys? We'll open it up for Q&As now. Just about an hour here, which I hope you guys enjoyed that show. <clears throat> Perfect. All right, so let's. I'm looking through the chat right now. Appreciate you guys' support. Yo, guys, do me a quick favor, man. Like the video. There's 2,000 y'all in here right now, okay? You guys aren't going to get sauce like this anywhere else on the internet. Um, I'm looking here. I want to check the, the likes because I know you guys never like the goddamn video. Um, let's see here. We're at 938. Can you guys do me a favor? Can you get me to 100% engagement on here, man? That'll help a lot. We're pushing this video in the algorithm and, uh, getting people to, you know, check this type of stuff out. And then next week, guys, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to do a case for you guys that I actually investigated myself. I know you guys really enjoy those types of uh, videos. I did one where I came really close to shooting a, uh, a suspect during the course of a case. You guys should go check that one out. Um, it's on, it's on the uh, video list. Uh, what do you got, Christina? You got oh, some? No, I was going to tell you like you're in Texas. What was that? Texas? Yeah. What do you mean Texas? This weekend. 
Oh, yes, yes. I will be in Texas this weekend. Thank you for reminding me. Mm -hmm. So I will have to push Fed it back probably until Monday or Tuesday or something like that. But maybe I think I'll probably do it Tuesday for you guys because we won't have after hours. So, um, but yeah, I will be in Tuesday. I will be, um, I'll be in Texas uh, this coming weekend. I'm going to be in Dallas for all our patrons. Okay. They denied his bond. Are you sure he's not out, bro? Because it's it look. I've looked at the court document right there. It looks like he got out, but who knows? Maybe maybe they denied it after that. Yeah, Freedom Boys. <laughs> Monday is a holiday. Okay, let's see here. It's a holiday Monday. Is it a holiday Monday? I don't know. Maybe oh Memorial Day probably. Mm. It's probably Memorial Day. Um, I hope you smash that fit. You guys are clowns, man. <laughs> Why do you have to be that again? <laughs> And then uh, he asked a question about the shotgun. Any questions, guys? I'll probably stay on there for like another two, three minutes here. If y'all don't got any questions, then, you know, we'll we'll end the show and, and be good. Are you doing the Buffalo case? Am I going to do what case? The Buffalo. Just... Yes, I will do the Buffalo case, guys. I'm uh, gathering documents for it right now. I'm following it closely. I anticipate that the feds are going to come in and and, uh, and indict that case federally. That's what that's what I anticipate it's going to be. They're probably going to get them for um you know civil rights violations, hate crimes, etc. I know the FBI is already like on it. They were they raided his house. They probably did a federal search warrant on his house. So the feds are definitely going to come with a charge. Did politics ever interf interfere with your job, Mohamed Minoy? Not really, bro. Not really. The only difference uh, where politics came into play was I remember after the Obama administration, like they went a lot harder on immigration, but that's about it, man. That's 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 really that was it. You know, because immigration tends to be influenced heavily by politics. But other than that, like violent crime or all the other shit, bro, we were doing the same thing. Uh, John Black, $1. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate the support, my friend. Appreciate it greatly. Guys, can you do me a favor? Just like the video. Y'all ain't got to donate anything. You know, uh, like I said, I do this channel for you guys. I love doing it. Um, the only thing I ask is that we get the videos pushed up in the algorithm. Help me hit 100K on this channel. Because uh, no, there's nobody else, guys, that was a former Fed giving y'all this kind of sauce on how... Uh, federal investigations work and everything else like that. So you also have an Instagram now. Oh, you want to drop that for the people real fast? Yeah. So the Instagram is Fed1811. Wait. Yeah. Fed1811 on Instagram. Yeah. So you could DM Christina on there and uh, any tips or because uh, I know some of you guys want to uh, like give information as far yeah, as like. It's like I'm getting a lot of people contact me on my on my IG for like information for cases and also to help. Um. Honestly, I made this idea because it's better that you contact this one instead. Because again, like if you contact Myron, he's not going to answer. Well, it's not that. It's that well, I get, you, like, really I get so many DMs. hundreds of yeah. hate messages but, from a bunch of bimbos. And then your DMs end up getting hidden. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I get it. And then also, I don't really like going on my DMs, to be honest with you. I don't really like going on my Instagram like that. So. Oh, really? Mm, you don't? All right. Well, um, yeah, guys. So do me a favor. Like the goddamn video. Um, let's see here. Anything else here? I think that's it, man. Where's my super chat? I didn't see your super chat, King Life. The King Life. This is. I'm almost. I can refresh it right here. Woman, you had one job. I was being. Refresh the page and look it up. Make sure we didn't miss nobody. While we do that, guys, do me a favor. No, I don't see. Like the video. You gotta hit see all. I did that. Did I know Robert? Robert patient. Mm -mm. No, I don't see it. If it's a lifestyle one, then you just missed it because we did read that one. He was. I think because you didn't answer the whole like um the, how you dropped down the shows. 
Oh, drop down the shows? I think it's that one. Oh, so guys, just so you know, quick little announcement for Fresh and Fit. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to be running after hours. Uh, we're dropping down to after hours, guys, because we want the quality of the show to go up. And, um, you know, that's really what it comes down to. We want the quality of the show to go up. And then also, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're also going to do Money Mondays as usual, Owners and Wednesdays. And then uh fitness slash call on Friday slash special guests or whatever else like that. We've had a lot of special guests on Fridays. So this coming Friday, if we don't have a special guest, I'm going to probably do a fitness episode for you guys where I'll pull out a board and we'll, you know, teach you guys. Uh, no episode tomorrow uh, at 6 p.m. because we had uh, Terrence Pop come in. So that's going to be the Monday Monday episode. Go check that one out. And then we also had Manister Jap earlier. So gave you a lot of sauce. Enjoy those two shows for tomorrow if you didn't watch anything else. And then um, Wednesday, we're going to have Womanizer Wednesday. But we are going to have an after hours tomorrow night for you guys, probably around 8 or 9 p.m. start time. Cool? I think that answers it. Um, give two, two just came in. Hold on. Two just came in? Okay. Um, little Bob, any thoughts on the Buffalo Shooter? I feel like it just kind of... Uh, the Buffalo Shooter? I mean, he's a crazy fuck, bro. I do have... Uh, I have his manifesto. We'll go through it. Um, So that's going to be a good breakdown. And then, fellas, please DM Krista, Christina about Fed 1811. Yes, guys. So if you have... Um, you know, a piece of information that you think is going to be important or a case that you want me to break down or whatever else like that. Anything interesting that you want us to cover on FEDA 1811, DM the Instagram FEDA 1811 on there. Um, and that will help you guys. And Christina manages that. So she'll, ha um, you know, bring it to my attention and we'll go ahead and we'll start breaking down the case if enough people request it. All right. And most of the time when I break down cases, it's based on what you guys want. I'm doing this 42 Doug one because that's what you guys wanted. And we're doing Young Dolphs. Yes. You want to give them an update on Young Dolph actually? Um, so he's going to be like another Tory Lanez case because they don't really want his information, his information out there. So right now I'm still working on it. Like the video guys. But, um, give me like probably like two weeks and I can have like some exclusive stuff and at least get everything I need to give. What do you have so far? Just so that people know. Um, I finally got the the correct case numbers because he has multiple, he has like what, two people who they're going against. Uh-huh. And so with those two Like three actually that, yeah. that, that killed him. So even just trying to find the case numbers, they're like really hidden. Okay. I'm really shocked right now. But it's just, just trying to get the case numbers. So then I can get the documents and then I called the courthouses and then they just give you a run around. So. Yeah. Anyone that's in in, uh, in Memphis, man, uh, that's helping out. Because I know you have some people helping you out right there in, in Tennessee, right? Yeah. I have like two people. I have to get them information. It's just trying to get the correct information. Talking to Mike. Oh. I have like two people right now helping me out. But I do need more just in case. Just because like it's not that easy getting the documents. Okay. So fair enough fair enough fair enough uh but she's working guys i mean she's the one honestly i gotta give her her flowers she was the one if it weren't for her we wouldn't have had the tory lane's case guys she got all she, that police report everything else like that she got it you know what i'm saying so thank you to her you guys would not have had that tory lane's breakdown and we broke that story first by the way with the glass and fighting and everything else like that so shout out to christina yeah she's from boston guys um <laughs> they're wondering what, what's her accent yeah she's from boston it's the accent. what what up it's the accent yeah it's the I accent the yeah she can't pronounce the ka that type of shit that's how you say it yeah well that's how you guys say it um but yeah man other than that man guys like the video please like the video get us to 100 percent engagement we got 1700 you guys in here right now you could be anywhere else in the world but you're here with us uh showing love from atlanta keep doing what you're doing also a breakdown of the oj case would be dope from your perspective Red pill Razak. Okay, we'll we'll see, man. That <laughs> that case is gonna be wild, bro. Uh, that one is gonna take time. I'm also gonna do the the Takashi six nine case for you guys as well. So I got y'all. Don't worry. Um, that one is gonna take some time too. Takashi six nine nine eleven, and then OJ. Those are gonna take 
a lot of time to break down. I might have to do like a part one, part two. Um, and then Christina's working really hard on Young Dolph. That is actually priority number one right now. Tory Lanez was priority one yeah. number before. And, you know, we brought you all the fucking heat on that one. But uh, the Young Dolph one is going to be priority number one now. So hopefully we'll get it to you guys. Wait. Can we get it to them by 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 June? I can tell you tomorrow. Okay. I have to call the, court, to call the courthouse this week, honestly. All right. She's going to go extra hard for you guys because you guys have been asking for a Young Dolph for a very, very long time. And I feel bad because we've been trying to get it, man. It's just that... Yo, it's a pain in the ass to get the documents, man. These state, I hate the state, bro. They're the worst. That's why I like these federal cases. But also, like, they're trying to keep it hush hush, like, with Tory Lanes. They wasn't trying to give the affidavit out. Yeah, and they definitely weren't trying to give nothing out. They wasn't trying to give all the court documents with Tory Lanes, but some, I managed to get it, and then I managed to get the police report. It's just they're trying to hide it, even though it's supposed to be public record. Yep. So it's just like with Young Dog, the same thing. Um, I don't know if there's a, is there like another case coming up that's huge? Uh, the Buffalo one. The Buffalo shooter. Yeah, but that's more like federal. I wonder if I can get some information on that. No, the Buffalo one. That I mean, that 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 one's probably gonna go federal. Is what I think. Yeah, but any for like any other like I guess celebrity cases that are huge people want to hear. Yeah, okay. uh, three Douglas fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yo, shout out to you, my friend. He goes, Myron. Is it possible to maintain frame at five foot two? Absolutely, bro. Of course you can maintain frame at five foot two. You just have to have guys. Remember when you're deficient in one area, let's say you're deficient in height or looks, you have to really, you know, make for another regards. You have to really get your fitness on point. You really got to take care of yourself as far as like making sure your skin is clear, getting your teeth straightened, getting your teeth clean, taking care of yourself, dressing well, uh, going to the gym, getting in good shape, uh, having a very masculine um, frame. You can absolutely still maintain frame at five foot two. It's just that you have to make sure that you're on point with everything else. You have you have less wiggle room to fuck up, quite frankly. That's what it comes down to. All right. Um, let's see here. Anything else? What are we at with the likes? What are we at with the likes? I hate that I have to do, keep doing this. But you guys don't like the goddamn videos, man. Like the video, guys. Get us to 100% engagement. I really appreciate it. You know what? People keep asking me if I have a law degree. I do not. No, she does not. She does not have a law degree, guys. I just know how to do this stuff for the fact that I used to be a caseworker for the state of Massachusetts. Ah, uh, state worker? Yeah. You want to tell the people a little bit about that? Oh, um, so I used to handle about like what 20 cases for the homeless mental health. Um, Talking to my woman. No, my friend. I used to handle about 20 cases for like mental health, um, homeless, drug addicts. So pretty much I had to like call the court, save them the court appointments making sure they're okay checking on them do everything pretty much just all such right a worker yeah fair enough um and then we got here can you be high value without status um yeah you can you can you don't need status to be high value you know a lot of people move in the shadows uh much love from uganda Marin. i love your character what workouts would you recommend to reduce fat in the butt Thighs. Oh, I have lots of fat in the lower body. Bro, you can't spot reduce fat, man. That comes from just um, lifting weights, eating correctly, eating in a calorie deficit, losing weight consistently over a period of time, and making sure that you lo don't lose too much weight too quickly. You got to lose weight nice and slow, okay? L about one, uh, half a percent to 1% of total body weight loss per week. That's a healthy range that you want to be in so that you make sure that you don't lose weight too quickly. All right? Because when you lose weight too quickly, I promise you you're going to plateau quickly as well and then it's going to be much more difficult for you to lose weight consistently uh lolo dollar thank you so much and i'll break this down for y'all on um on uh on the fat loss episode uh Majo sours can you do a busy banks uh christina can you write that down busy banks i think he's a rapper if i'm not mistaken new york drill artist was, i just can you like contact 
Fed it, yeah, hit up, yo, hit up Fed it, guys. DM Fed it with your Fed it 1811 right now on Instagram. DM and, Fed it 1811 right now. Yeah. And okay, just make it easy for me. Like, if you guys want me to do a case, tell me the name of it and then tell me what state they are in because then yep. I have to search. And they have so many, all these vapors honestly have so many like charges. Like the video, guys, please. They have so many charges that like they just like the video at multiple states. So just let me know what state they're at. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, I think we're gonna end it uh here. Uh, we got um, 1.2k likes, guys. Do me a favor, man. Just like the video on your way out. Love you guys so much. I appreciate the support. Uh, we'll catch you guys back here tomorrow on Fresh and Fit. Uh, we're going to do after hours with some lovely ladies. And uh, Christina, you got anything for the people? Um, no, just contact Fed at 1811 for cases. And if you're in Memphis, just... Yeah, if you're in contact. Memphis, bro, hit, hit her up for sure. And if you have exclusive stuff that you want to like put out, just contact me and then we can talk about it. All right, cool. Other than that, guys, love you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support. Like the video, man. That's the only thing I ask. You guys don't have to, you know, do anything except for subscribe to the channel, like the video, share this video with a friend. And I uh, hope you guys learned something. Uh, and we'll catch you guys back here tomorrow for After Hours. Peace. Fresh and fit. Later. Uh, NCIS. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Let's, let's break this down, too. Uh,